Has Puka Nakua passed the torch to Cooper Cup as WR1? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to the episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available, wherever you get your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, we are available over on YouTube. We're getting close to 12,000 subscribers. If you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. And most importantly, drop your Rams takes and your questions that you want to see featured on this week's mailbag. We'll hit those later in the week, so drop those. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. Dodgers Nation, SI, 24-7 Sports. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He just finished his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on the X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we have Puka Nakua's top seven plays of his rookie season. Has the torch truly been passed from Puka to Cooper Cup? And do the Rams need to go out there and get another premier receiver? That's coming up next. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL to get started. Now, Travis, thought today would be a good day to talk some Puka Nakua because our guy absolutely killed it in the celebrity game. I mean, this guy is really good. I think he should really start to maybe try football sometime. I mean, he's that athletic. He was Puka Doncic out there. Had the four-pointer, had the steal, the assist, the dunk, the clutch free throw. I mean, Puka was out there looking like Puka Doncic. The 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 running dunk was the one that Wade you just go oh yeah right these guys are all just different from regular people and what was so funny to me is watching him play basketball was very similar to watching him play football he just had a smile on his face the whole time he's having a good time he's playing really hard like it was a Puka Nakua experience even though it was on a basketball court instead of a football field it was kind of you know it might have been the only fun thing of the entire All Star weekend to watch it was uh, it was cool. Yeah, like I said, this like the streets are saying the dunk contest was on live support and Jalen Brown unplugged it. How about have Puka Nakua? How about guys that don't aren't NBA players go against NBA players for the dunk contest? They need to do something, but give me Puka Nakua over Jalen Brown. Could have won that dunk contest. But, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean you talk about Puka Nakua, the year he had, the way he emerged. The big question heading into this offseason, though, is has the torch been passed? from Cooper Cup as WR1 to Puka Nakua. And look, I think you're not, you should never bet against Cooper Cup. Right. I do think that the more we get into the offseason, the more you look at what Cooper Cup did when he was on the field, when he was healthy, those first couple of games back from the IR, and what he did in 2022 before he was injured. I do think that a lot of his diminished status, a little bit overblown, especially when you look at some of the advanced numbers and kind of what they say, what they tell you about going in single high and going in safeties and things like that. I think that you could still go into next season 
with Cooper Cup as number one, and then see how Puka Nakua responds to when other teams are game planning for him. Yeah, I, I, what I think is going to be interesting is that maybe there isn't a one and a two. Maybe there's two ones. Maybe there's two twos that depending on whatever it is that the opposing team is giving you on any given day, maybe somebody else has the the majority of the looks, the majority of the play calls or whatever it is, because I really do think it's incredibly close as far as the production of these two guys. I tend to agree with you, DMAC, that Cooper Cup's production last year, I think, was probably mostly related to his injuries. That this was not somebody who forgot how to play football. This is not somebody who just all of a sudden couldn't get open. This is something that he's been able to do his entire life. I think that the the beginning of the year where he struggled and then certainly towards the end where he didn't look like himself was far more to do with maybe his health than anything else. Uh I, I think you're right. I think that he's not far off. I think that if you had to put Puka in that number one spot, that's fine. I think they're incredibly interchangeable players. The styles are a little bit different, but I think that the thing that speaks to me the most is that Matthew Stafford is comfortable with both of them, that when there were big moments prior to this season, you knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup. It was going to number 10 no matter what, right? Third and Cup, the ball's going to him. Not so much this season. The ball went to Puka a lot in those big situations. Go back to the game against the Lions in the uh, wild card round of the playoffs. With the season on the line, where did the ball go? It went to Puka. Now, it was an incomplete pass. It was the only incomplete pass thrown at Puka all game long. But I think that speaks a lot to where Sean McVay is with him. I think it speaks a lot to where Matthew Stafford is. And once Cup is back and fully 100% healthy, I think you're going to have two guys that are incredibly dangerous. I think that is the best case scenario. You hit that one on the head right there. I think that would be a dream scenario is if you get a 1A, 1B situation where yeah. both of them are productive, both of them are having success because of the other one. I think if you do want to make the case, okay, Cooper Cup is on a downward trajectory. I mean, he had 5.3 yards per catch after yards after the catch. That was the lowest of his career and 1.77 yards per route. That was 0.18 lower than any previous career low. So yes, if you look at some of the numbers, there are signs that point to him starting to just exit his prime. And there's no doubt about that. But really what it comes down to the effectiveness against single high safeties versus two high safeties, right? I mean, single high, it's pretty much the same. If it's two, that's when Puka has a big advantage. And that tells me that just a little loss of agility, speed, first step, those things are just so thin at the margins that if you don't have that in your Cooper Cup, you're going to be far less effective. So if you can get fully healthy and those angles can get right, I still think that he can bring wide receiver number one level of productivity. And I think he's one of these guys, too. And I agree with you, Doug. I think that the, the 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 margins in the NFL are so incredibly small that the second you're, you know, 2% less explosive, 2% less whatever it is, then the ability to get open goes from pretty good to barely. I want to see what happens with Cooper Cup, even with maybe a small drop in his just his measurables. He's one of the smartest football players we've seen, right? We've heard Sean McVay talk about this since he came to the league. He just gets it. I think he's one of these guys that will continue to be able to be an impactful player even when those margins start to get even more narrow, but he's got to be healthy, right? I, and, and I think that's the thing to watch this offseasons, whether it's OTAs, when it's camp, and we got a long way to go before these things start to happen, but – 
what does he look like physically? Because even if his skill set starts to regress, which is the normal you know, progression of an athlete, I think his brain will make up for it for a very long time. But if he's not healthy, then I think that it, we're, we're talking about a very different situation. And then you're thinking about where that third guy comes in. For sure. And that's what we're going to talk about a little later in the show. What do they need to go out there and get? Do they need a third guy that's a little more dependable? Mm-hmm. What can they expect from Cooper Cup? Because if, if it's safe to say that that torch has been passed, what is Cooper Cup's role moving forward? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. There was nothing but buckets in the All-Star game last night, nearly 400 points. But right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Think about that, right? $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all of your NBA favorite players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more, right? So even though football season is gone, even though baseball season is just around the corner, there's still all sorts of great action at FanDuel. I love those live same-game parlays. Absolutely fantastic. But you got to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. Don't forget, FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you are a new customer, you'll get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And we're off running here on Locked on Rams. Take a big Locked on Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Rams, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, a special shout out to our everyday listeners out there watching and listening to every episode of Locked on Rams. We cannot thank you enough. And you can be an everyday listener, too. All you got to do is tune in every single episode, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, to pick up on the first segment more into this topic with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, if you look at ESPN's rankings and kind of their deep dive on metrics towards receivers, they gave Puka Nakua a 62 overall rating. That was first for any Rams receiver. Second was Demarcus Robinson at 61. Cup was at 48. And the big Mm -hmm. difference there was the yak yards. Puka had a 64 in the yak. Cooper had a 50. The catch was 57 for Puka. 50 for Cup, and then the open field was 53 for for Puka and 47 for Cup. So a difference of 48 and 62 overall. Like I said, if you have a fully healthy Cooper Cup that's getting the targets that we've seen him get in the past, I don't think that they're that far off. And I also think that there is a world where Cooper Cup could reestablish himself as WR1. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny, like listening to those numbers and, and and the gap between those two players. And obviously, Cooper Cup was not the guy that we've come to know throughout the early part of his career. But I think it speaks more to how great Puka was than anything else, that Puka was able to do so many different things. I know we're going to talk about this coming up in just a little bit, but he had so many big plays this season. There were so many moments where you just, wow, that we were so used to seeing Cup be the guy that made those plays. It was a little interesting that all of a sudden, wait, that's not good. Oh, wow, that's Puka again. And we just more and more big plays from him. And Cup became... 
just a, a, a secondary target. And I, I don't think it's so much about the regression of Cup. We'll see, right? I think we're going to have a really good idea on whether or not this was injury-related, whether or not this is just father time-related once we get into the 2024 season and, 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 and you know, maybe beyond just a game or two, we'll have a better idea of what that is. But I think that the juxtaposition of it all was even more stark because of the incredible season that Puka put together. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And he had an incredible season. He became a household name after being drafted in the fifth round. How many GMs just passed on this guy that are kicking themselves? And I think the narrative, too, also led into it. Is the story, is the charisma. I mean, this yeah. guy became a phenomenon. Like I said, I mean, people bought, went out there and purchased Puka Nakua jerseys. We haven't they seen did. that for a Rams player in a couple of years. And I think that there's that factor as well. Well, it's funny. So inside SoFi Stadium every week that the, obviously the Rams opened on the road last year against Seattle and Puka had that come, kind of coming out party. And then week two, they're back in inside SoFi Stadium and the Puka in two games. They were not even two games because it was the beginning of the second game. So it was one game and change that he had kind of taken the the mantle of Cooper Cup being the guy that everybody liked to have the jersey and he was kind of the golden boy to Puka Nakua had done it almost you know overnight it really spoke to the impact that he had and it didn't it, this was not a oh yeah remember that big game Puka had in week one this was season long it just week after week game after game uh, and hopefully season after season this guy became a bigger and bigger fan favorite. For sure. And I think for me, I don't think there's going to be some fall off. Like he was a one-year wonder. He's going to no, be I don't think so a either. Cadillac Williams, a Vince Young, a Joe <laughs> Adai. You know, those types of players were like, okay, really impressive rookie seasons. And then coordinators adjusted to them, and then they fell off. The fact that he's strong, the fact that he has great hands, great instincts, that, look, as long as he stays healthy, he is going to be a productive receiver. Is he going yeah. to put up those numbers every single year? Maybe not. I mean, I think having a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, no. he's not going to be playing with Matthew Stafford for his entire career. Let's point that out, right? You, you know, it's so far. I'm so glad you said that because the 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 through line on all of this is the quarterback, right? One of the greatest seasons in wide receiver history, Calvin Johnson. One of the next greatest seasons in wide receiver history, Cooper Cup. The greatest wide receiver uh, rookie season in NFL history. Puka Nakua. What do all three of those guys have in common? Matthew Stafford was the guy throwing them the football. And that's taking nothing away from Johnson, Cup, or Puka. But I don't know if any of those guys get to where they need to go if you know who isn't throwing them the ball. No, just watch Coop, watch Puka Nakua when he talks about Matthew Stafford. You see the smile. Yeah. He's giddy talking about how he's basically a superhero and the ball is always in the perfect place. It's absolutely the common thread. I mean, look at Calvin Johnson's season. Look at the triple crown year. Look at Puka Nakua's rookie season. If I'm a freaking receiver out there, I'm taking a hey. pay cut just to play <laughs> with Stafford before he can do your numbers and how he can really just set you up for future earnings. So that's absolutely a fact. And I think, too, though, the relationship with Cup is a factor too. I mean, these guys yes. have a podcast together, right? I mean, these yeah. guys have a relationship. They won a Super Bowl together. And you know that if he's right, they're going to want to give it another go. And the way I look at this too is look, you can't, you really, you can save less than $3 million if you moved off a of Cooper Cup. That's not even an option, right? So 
I would get every single ounce of anything I could out of Cooper Cub as a blocker, putting him schemes to optimize him, just getting everything you can to have him be productive and then also set himself up to be healthy when the postseason comes around, when his team makes another run. So I think I'm still focusing on Cooper Cup, and then you still have Puka down the line. I think that he's a player that once that rookie deal ends, I could see him as a lifelong Ram. Yeah, you know, I we'll see, right? The, the, very few people do that. Very few people spend their entire career in one uniform. It just that you know, at least it's prime, you know. Yeah, yeah great. That that's different. I hope that the that, and I think that's what we're looking at with with Cooper Cup too. Um, and I think a lot of both the Cup and the Nakua production is going to come down to who's that third guy, right? Because we've seen what it looks like when you've got three guys going. We've seen what it looks like when you had Cup, Woods, and Cooks. We've seen what it looks like when you had Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. We've seen what it looks like when you've had, uh, you know, two guys performing at a high level, like Puka and like Cup, and then all of a sudden you throw in a third guy who's performing at a high level and Demarcus Robinson, and all of a sudden it's much easier on everybody. And not that you got to go spend a huge draft pick to go get it done or anything like that, but find somebody, whether it's on the discount bin or not, that can fill that third role because we know it's not 2-2. It wasn't Van Jefferson, but somebody that can fill in there, that can make an impact in games. We've seen what it looks like with three guys, and it is electric. No, that's actually something I've been thinking about pretty much all weekend long, just watching Puka Nakua, is do you go there with the reclamation guy, the Demarcus Robinson, because of how well they've done in scouting guys like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, not just them. You can throw a Kello. I mean, the trade for Dotson. Yeah. They've really done a great job in acquiring talent and getting a lot of value out of it. Or do you try to go the draft route? I'm not saying use a second-round pick on 2-2 Atwell or anything like that or going that direction, but maybe drafting a wide receiver a little higher than in the fifth round, maybe the third round, something like that, after you found an edge and a cornerback, you've addressed some of those positions because I definitely think that this team can use another weapon. And we talked about Odo Beckham Jr. a couple of weeks ago. He might be a little priced out for what the Rams looking to pay. But they, I mean, if they wanted to go that route, they absolutely could. But it just makes you kind of wonder, do they want to go premier at that position, knowing what they found in Puka Nakua? So pretty interesting. It, well, they have options, right? This yeah. is the first time they've had options in a long time. They have options to spend money in free agency if that's how they want to do it. They have options to draft a player maybe a little bit higher than they've been able to do in previous uh, seasons if that's how they want to do it. They have the the track record, like you're talking about, DMAC, to go in and find a, a Robinson type of player. Maybe you wait. Maybe you keep your powder dry and you make a trade at some point. We know that the Rams are one of the more aggressive teams at the trade deadline Uh, Once you get into the season, that's how they got Beckham in the first place, that they have a lot of different options. They've been successful in all three of those different options. So, uh, you know, the world is kind of theirs when it comes to this. They don't have to do any one thing because they've been good at all three things. Yeah, for sure. And you go out there and try to get some of those Pac-12 guys, a couple of those wide receivers out of Washington, Polk. And McMillan could be available. Your boy from Oregon, Tony Franklin. I mean, it could be pretty interesting. I definitely, you know, something about receivers and uh, and the draft kind of get me excited. I actually remember last year I made the case the Rams should trade up and try to get Zay Flowers. I'm happy they got Avila, but still Zay Flowers, someone that uh, a little bit of a hothead, but uh, definitely one of the best receivers in the sport. They got the right guy. They 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 waited until the end of the fifth round, but they got the right guy for sure. By the way, if if you're playing a game of pickup, I was just thinking this. Imagine if the Rams are going against another team. You have AD and uh, Aaron Donald setting screens. Imagine going to an Aaron Donald screen. 
That would just be absolutely a brick wall right there. Yeah, that that and how about uh Avila too? They could do a little picket fence at him like they did in Hoosiers and have Puka come around the corner and uh there you go. It'd be two dead bodies in the key. Yeah, I like that. Hey man, old school hoops, right? But coming up next, real quick, we are gonna run down the best catches of Puka Nakua's rookie season. That's coming up next. Yeah, locked on Rams. All right, so look, you like to go to games. I like to go to games, but sometimes it can be a little bit stressful finding tickets at the last minute. It does not have to be, right? Why not just put that GameTime app on your phone, right? GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sporting events in your town, music, comedy, theater events, just about anything that's near you. And there are all sorts of killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and, of course, their best price guarantee. GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying your tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Last-minute tickets. This is a great way to do it. Flash deals, zone deals, and, of course, the lowest price guarantee. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. They've got great deals right up to the start of your event. Even after, even an hour after it actually starts, it is the best place to find your last-minute seats on that GameTime app. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams. Your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, we're going to look back on the best catches of Puka Nakua's rookie season. And look, I might have to duck after saying this because I look, these weren't spectacular catches, but we're going to do some honorable mentions right at the top is look, the one couple catches he made to break the records. They weren't great catches, right? I mean, they were oh, they short routes, a little screen action, yeah. nothing too crazy, but he still set the all-time rookie record, breaking Brent Groman's 63-yard rookie receiving record with 1,486 sure. yards, 105 receptions. So we'll get those out of the way. Let's get to the catch, catches that really wowed me. And the first one, the 70-yard touchdown versus Cleveland Browns. That's coming at number five. I think the throw was as impressive as the catch, but that's where I say, okay, we can get some serious yak. We can pull away from defenders. Yeah, that was could go back too because so, so much of these catches depend on the context of what's going on in the game. That Cleveland game was kind of the swing game of that entire second half of the season. That Cleveland game was the game you needed to win to make you go, all right, they actually have a chance. They're beating Seattle, beating Arizona. It's like, yeah, all right, that's fine. I know you beat them a lot, but Cleveland's coming in with a real defense, et cetera, et cetera, to pop the play that they did right there. Not only was it a great play, but it just it, it kind of cemented the fact that, all right, the Rams actually have found something here. That was a great moment. Yeah, it was 7-3 to three in the first quarter. You heard all this talk about this big, bad Cleveland Browns defense. Yep. That game, absolutely, at that point in the season, you're wondering maybe they can make things interesting and maybe make a playoff push and everything goes right. And that really just set the tone in that game and just took the top off that defense. And coming in at number three, at number four, the diving catch is the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that was an incredible grab. I think it doesn't get talked about enough because they lost that game. That's it was 23-22, five minutes in the fourth quarter. How about this, Travis? 
No lo- no gloves in the rain, making yeah. diving catches. That's my guy. Well, I think you said it best, that if this is a catch that comes in a winning effort, and again, they lose that game in overtime on, on a punt return, if they be, again, the Ravens were the best team in the AFC during the regular season. To go, and This was, we talk about that Cleveland game kind of being the one that made you go, oh, okay, the Rams might be onto something. Even after a loss in that game, that was the moment where football fans cross country are like, you know who's pretty good? The Rams. And if they with that catch, had they won that game, it would have been a totally different story the rest of the way. It was a great snag by Nakua. Absolute great catch. And how about this next catch? Sideline grab, double coverage against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another yep. one yep. that was in a loss. We're probably going to get talked yep. about enough, but it's 10 to 9 steals at that point. 11.44 in the third quarter. He just breaking tackles in the next play after that. But to get his heel in, changing the body direction, just a fantastic catch. I remember seeing it live and thinking there's no way he was in bounds right there. There's just no way that he was actually able to do what he did. And sure enough, he was And this. Look, we're talking about, you know, a list of four, five, six, eight plays from a rookie, not Chewbacca, rookie (laughs) (laughs) is is pretty remarkable. And just the uh, the athleticism. And again, this is a guy that was. Thought to be, oh, he's too slow, he's too this, he's too that, he falls all the way to the fifth round. What, what what a remarkable catch that was as well. That was fantastic. And then I'm giving these more points, more credit, because they came in a win. Sure. Coming number two, that deflected one-handed catch against the Colts. Because that catch right there really set up, yeah, at that point, I mean, the first four games, it was okay. He's ahead of the curve as far as his pace to set the rookie record for receiving yards and receptions. That was incredible. And then coming in at number one, it's the Puka called game. The walk-off touchdown against the Colts in overtime. What made that special is at the time, Rams are sitting at one and two. Right. They lose that game, they're one and three. And right. at one and three, you're probably not making the playoffs, right? So it was such a huge catch. And it was not just a catch, but just a cut inside to get in the end zone. It showed his athleticism, his toughness. And I think that really springboarded him to have a historic rookie season. And we weren't quite sure who he was yet at this point, yeah. right? It's like, is this just a guy that had a couple of good weeks? Is this a guy that then once they figure him out, like this is a fifth round draft pick. He's not fast enough, this, that, and the next thing. But all of a sudden, it's not only is he making a catch, not only is he putting up some numbers, not only is he maybe somebody you want to add to your fantasy football team at this point in the season, but it's, wait, did he just win the game for that team? Did, did he just find a way to walk this thing off? And that's kind of the whole next level, right? This is this is not just, hey, I am a fantasy darling. This is not just I make a catch here or there, but I am the guy they go to to win games. That's a whole different level. And I, I think you're right. I think that was the moment everybody went, hey, is this guy actually really, really good? And the answer was, hell yeah, he is. He is. I mean, even the playoff game, he had the 50 yeah. yard catch on that little stutter step and go. Yep. So, yeah, no, Puka Nakua, just that mixtape in his rookie season, <laughs> highlight after highlight. Go back and watch it if you're like me and you're missing Rams football. But that's going to do oh, it for yeah. this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the People's Champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams' house.